Hey, before we jump into the next episode, I just want to let you know how amazing you are. And I hope that you're having an absolutely fantastic day and enjoy listening to this next story. Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Dao, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to an episode of Secrets from the Saddle, all things cycling podcast with your host, Sylvie Dow. And I have a special guest. Why all my guests are special. But this lady, again, was somebody that I met in the mastermind that I uh, have been part of for the last six months. And that's where I found a lot of my amazing guests. Her name is Denise Wester. And she is in California right now, right? Or the West Coast? Washington. Washington. Three hours away. And, she, and thank you for getting up so early <laughs> to do this. But the, the lovely thing about uh, Denise is that not only does she ride bikes, which is two thumbs up, but she just published an amazing book calling Busting Through. And I have read it. It's a, I, I just want to say a couple of things before I give you a little bio on uh, Denise. But one of the things when she sent me the book and I personally love the size if you can see, it's it's a not a normal size. Well, it's it's like a journal size book, and it's easy to read through, which is nice because sometimes it's just so hard. She has it broken up really, really um, smart, and uh, she has uh, sixteen different chapters, and they're all dedicated to something different. So just say patience and personal growth, and be kind, and give, and pay, uh, be present. Um, and with little things to think about, uh, I'm just going to show you guys a couple of things. We're going to talk about her book, but I'm just going to talk about her book first, and then I'm going to introduce Denise. Uh, okay, so let me just say, like, for instance, if you can see, I don't know if you can see there, like right at the bottom, there's a couple little points that she gives you to think about, and you can journal about them. Um, and the nice thing is, is that she's left lots of space in the back for your thoughts and gratitudes and ideas. And so I started putting some in there. So yeah, gratitudes and the other one was affirmations. Um, so I really enjoyed her book. So here's Denise. Hi. So Denise, this is Denise. So I'm just going to do her little bio, then we're going to bring her right on out. Um, and of course, I'm going to um, add all the links where you can get this book in Amazon. Super easy. Um, so Denise, let's just give a little bit about her. Um, she found herself a single 
uh, mom on welfare, not knowing where she would sleep the next night. She got courageous and busted through. So that's, that's the whole premise about the book, like her, her experience and what has worked for her. Um, so busted through to make a better life for her family and herself. So she had three kids, three kids, right? I had four, four, four kids. Look at me. <laughs> Don't, I cut myself. Um, so Denise has experienced um, bankruptcy, divorce, multiple job layoffs, recovering from, um, you know, many wrong turns, a severe car accident that left her in rehabilitation for a number of years. Um, through life has been a great instructor, isn't it all? <laughs> as long as you're learning from your experience um, and has experienced life-changing results through yourself, creating vibrant, joyful, and authentic life. And that's where this idea of her book came through. So she's also a certified life coach. Denise is passionate about helping uh, people overcome their stories that are holding them back, discovering your, their passions, clearing up the clutter in your life that is bogging you down and dig, digging deep to find courage and take action in her life. And I'm so excited to have her here to talk about this. So Denise, welcome. Thank you so much. What a great intro. You're awesome. I so appreciate too that you read my book. That is That was very that is very generous and I think very um, thoughtful and I just really appreciate it. Well, of course, like, I mean, I think it's only if, you know, that's why I asked you to, <laughs> you said if I could get the book and have enough time to read it so that we could have something to talk about. Yeah. But I also think it's totally respectful to, I've had some interviews where the book was just too immense for me to get through and I felt bad get you, get but back I'm still to getting through year, those books right? <laughs> yeah I'm still getting through those books and I'm like oh my gosh but they're just so full I mean they're literally full it's like life stories so yeah. uh, anyways I would have needed like six months right. <laughs> so but this was I love this book because it was also my 5 a.m. read. <laughs> and if you, if anybody gets up at 5 a.m. to do some reading, some extra work, some journaling, whatever, um, I thought this was really great. So I took like a chapter a day oh, and I read through it. That's yeah. a great strategy. That's a great strategy. Good yeah. You. So then I, I had time to like sit and drink my water and reflect and write a little bit. And I thought it was a great. So Denise, I know that we're going to talk about the book, but you're a cyclist mm -hmm. and I, and I, and I remember reading about your bike and how you're cycling. And I was like, oh, she has cycling in there. Mm -hmm. But tell us how you got into cycling and then let's segue like straight into the idea for your book. Oh, I just love my bike ride. Um, but I started way back. We lived on uh, next to some um, department of natural resources land and we my husband loves to bike he always bikes and took the kids out biking and that sort of thing and got me a bike and so uh we would mountain bike you know on the dnr land lots of trails miles and miles and miles of trails to the forest and stuff and and really enjoyed that would do that every day after dinner we would go for a bike ride with the kids and such um, I did have two accidents like I, I broke my elbow and my wrist one I came down a really slick hill and endowed it and um, broke my elbow and my wrist 
heal mm-hmm. from that. It's like, okay, I'm going to kind of stick to the road. I kind of liked you in the road. You know what I'm So, you know, then yeah. about a, a year later, I, um, on my evening bike ride and my dog always would follow me big lab. And he decided to oh. chase a dog, another dog one day, and he ran right in front of me. So it was like hitting a brick wall. And again, I went over the top, same arm down, broke my elbow and my oh. wrist again. And I go, maybe this isn't for me. You know, it's like, oh, not the same one. Yeah, oh, same my God. Well, not in a different place. The doctor says you never break the same exact thing. It was in a different place of my, my elbow, a different bone in my elbow and different bone in my wrist. And and so I'm like, maybe biking isn't for me. So that's when I got into indoor cycling, spin, oh. spin, love yeah. spin, going to spin at the gym. Um, so much so that one time there was the class, the teacher had moved to Germany on our regular Saturday class and they somehow missed scheduling somebody to take over the class. And they got, like, Hey, anybody in the class want to jump in front and lead? And I'm like, I will. You know, it's like, well, I don't have music. And somebody's like, I got some music and they plugged it in. And I led the class for that hour. And the, the gym owners was a YMCA said, Hey, do you want to um, be a teacher? You know? And I said, sure. And so I got my own class, like on a Wednesday night, I taught um, and then filled in the other people. And I got certified um, as a teacher did it I've been teaching for five six years now and I'm so oh, cool yeah so but then with COVID happened and the gyms all closed um I couldn't go to the you know spin cycle and so um and then I couldn't go to the gym for I taught yoga also and so then I was like like everybody else at COVID you know watching too much news when it first started because this was something yeah. new we didn't know what the hell was going on and mm-hmm. and um I was unemployed and so I was drinking wine too early in the day um just listening to all the toxic opinions and making sourdough bread and eating it all and <laughs> I wasn't sleeping. Yeah, that is good yeah <laughs> fresh out of the oven <laughs> butter um, yeah yes I I I was like oh that's a test good maybe I'll make another one and give it to somebody so anyways you know <laughs> I realized I would stop sleeping I was just so stressed and I wasn't feeling good because I wasn't working out I wasn't eating right so I got I put, took a pause on the wine I shut off the news I got rid of every toxic person on inst- on social media that was spreading talking anything about what was going on that wasn't positive I had my husband, I go, can you get my bike back out of the garage? Make sure the tires and the bricks and everything are going. I'm going on a bike ride every day. And he did. Oh, and awesome. Like, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And so it just, oh, it just was amazing. I just love my bike rides. And we have a beautiful area right by the water. So the road follows the water and it's just a beautiful ride. And so I started doing that six, seven miles a day, every single day. And um, got time. Husband, why not? <laughs> yeah. And so that is where I started. And then I took my husband on my birthday in May. He's like, um, I'm going to get you. He got me a brand new bike. And so that's like, that was awesome. Then he went and got himself a brand new bike, but it was an e-bike. Um, <laughs> like, then uh, excuse like, me. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, you got to ride my bike. It's so awesome. So I did. I go, this is awesome. I can go up hills now. And because that's all we are in the Northwest is hills. You know, I had to plan my journey to avoid them before. And he's like, this is awesome. Why did you get me one of these? He's like, oh, 
well, yeah, I'll take yours back and get you one. So he ordered me one. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So absolutely love it because now I can just go. I do about 20 miles. I wow. uh, just, no hill stops me. And the um, only thing that stops me is the battery of life, you know, and I can get up, you know, because you got to get to a point you're like, I think I better turn around. <laughs> you know, it's like, but it's, I love my bike. I don't, I'm not a person that keeps, I mean, you're not up there like, you know, just letting the motor go. My bike, I, you have to move, you have to pump it up the hills. You have to, you know, it's still, I, you still have to do it. Just, it's just a pedal assist when the challenge happens that you need it. That, does that charge the battery at the same time? It does not. It does oh, not. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> It does what? not. So that's why you that? have to pay attention. That's why you have to pay attention. Oh. And I find it, I call it in my book. I don't know if you saw it, my gratitude ride, because yeah. I started writing the book during COVID, finishing the book during COVID. And I would do my meditation in the morning, then go come and write and then go out for my bike ride. And I would just get such clarity, sense inspiration. And I would just look around me and just be grateful for the beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful area we live in. Grateful to be riding the bike, um, having that time to be able to just get clarity. And so, yeah, I am an absolute lover of my ride. Absolute lover of my ride. Oh, I love, I love hearing that passion, right? Yeah. Like it's just... <gasps> And for me, I feel the same way. Like I, I don't get on my bike as much because when I do, like I go on long rides and I've got lots of group rides and, yeah. um, but when I am like by myself, it, it, it feels pretty epic, like all the time. And, um, yeah, I hear you. And I, and there's so many people, it's funny that you, in COVID, you dragged out your bike, right? Yeah. Cause so many people got on bikes Oh yeah. Ah, I wonder if they all felt the same way because they're new to it or, but uh, I, I think a lot of new bike. passions. Yeah. I sold my old bike um, and it was to a mom. She's going, yeah, I'm having the kids go out for a bike ride every day. So I needed something to follow them around. And so she got my old bike and I was like, well, good for you. Good, good for you. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Actually, I, um, was it COVID? It was right before I, a lady phoned me up and hired me to help her teach her how to ride. Now I've never done that. Like, like teach her how to like hold the bike and, you know, teach her how to ride, but she wanted to so badly. She had the cutest little like yeah. bike and, you know, because her kids were riding, you know, and she, and the same thing, like she just wanted to learn how to ride her bike so that she could go riding with her kids. Her husband was overseas um, and I was like, you know what, I, I will coach you, you know, I will go out and, and I'll help you. Cause I was like, how could I not like, this is a mom who, a woman who wants to get on her bike and ride with her kids. So exactly. I mean, it's so I'm just, I'm such my happy place and it's been interesting. I don't know if you saw on social media last year, I came back from a ride and I get hackled a lot. Why? For, for I get, um, heckle, I get yelled at cheater. Um, I'm going up the hills and I'm going and it's like, there's a lot of bikers out here. And I get yelled at this one guy yelled at me. We're stopped at a corner and he yelled at me. You get that motor away from you. Let's see what you do. Um, Are you serious? Like people actually stop oh and say that? Yeah. It's like all the time, all the time. It's like, wow. Yeah. It's like, I go, Hey, I am 61 years old. I'm out, I'm out on a bike. 
I'm but, moving. Yeah. I'm happy. You know, don't judge me, please. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's just, you know, any, anything that helps a person get out and move, you know, do it. You know, it's like, I know I've been, I've, I've seen so many people on their e-bikes. We're all like, there you go. Yeah. Look, at, I wish I had bike like that. <laughs> You know, and there's there's this one guy who we're in the park all the time and you can hear him coming because he's got this radio oh, no. and he just yeah and you can hear him coming and I've seen him a couple of times like when we we're like out on a Monday night and he just sits there and he just he doesn't pedal he's just like we're like yeah yeah my bike isn't that kind of bike you have to pedal yeah it's like there is versions I see lots of the seniors out there that just kind of don't really even have to pedal it kind of goes you know yeah. and so yeah no my I have to work for my bike I have it makes me work which is what I wanted yeah I, I can't want believe so, yeah I can't yeah. believe somebody takes the time to like heckle someone yeah, on a bike it's like you're on your joy ride let me be on mine yeah. <laughs> seriously dude be happy for me yeah so tell me um about your journey starting this book yeah well you know it's like you mentioned I've had several things in my life that you know I've pivoted out of you know being raised in restrictive religion later married left that religion divorce bankrupt you know a single mother of four children just looking for a place to land and live so many wrong decisions so many wrong decisions and then you know, getting a great job then and getting my act together and then getting into a car accident that just took me down for several years of so much pain, immense pain and, um, and rehabilitation. And so, and then, you know, I've been laid off four times this last time, you know, just at COVID and just being able to pivot out all those things. I just sat there and I thought one day, it's like, I got some divine inspiration. It's like, I need to write this down. This is some good shit, you know. <laughs> and you know, for me, it's been powerful. And so I did in 2018. I just data dumped it all out, um, outlined it all out, the chapters, and it's pretty oh. much everything, everything. And I was like, I can't put this out. This is really personal. You know, it's like the religion. I can't talk about that. I still had the mind games from that, saying you don't talk about this. You know, and being yeah. on welfare. I was like, um, I was always so embarrassed about being on welfare that I was like, I don't want to talk. I put that behind me. I've grown. I don't want to talk about this, but then, you know, talking to myself about it. And I finally come to a realization now out on one of my rides, it's like, wait a minute, if I could help that one Denise where I was when all this stuff happened, if I could help that reader, that's that Denise, then get some clarity, get some insight, help them get unstuck and be courageous, then I need to do this. So yeah. um, that is when COVID happened and I had the time and just, you know, started fixing it all, editing it all, putting it together, coming with the ideas, how I want the structure of the book and, and just got it all done and joined the mastermind because I knew I needed a strategy to launch it. And that's where I yeah. met you. I know that was like, uh, yeah, I'm glad you found clarity. I think I found too much clarity to the point where I'm like, I, I don't know if I'm doing what I really love. It's funny. Anyways, we're not talking about that, but uh, <laughs> like, I'm just like, well, keep journaling I don't know. That. Keep journaling that seeing how it unfolds for you. You know, that's the yeah, point. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, um, 
keep asking yourself the questions. Yeah, because I'm like, I feel like I sh I'm supposed to be doing what I'm doing, but it's not truly what I want to do. Mm -hmm. What do you truly you know, want? What's in your heart? Dream big. Yeah. Well, right now, like it's, it's, it's funny. Like you're probably going to think, oh, some sort of course for women, but it's real estate. Oh, really? Like, I want to own properties. Yeah. You want to flip or you want to, yeah. I don't know about flipping. No, okay. maybe, maybe not. Uh, no. no, like income properties. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. I don't know. Anyways. So is that I, your five-year plan or your 10-year plan? Um. Oh, this, uh, it would be the five-year. Yeah. But the thing is like my husband and I were, we're talking about like our fifties. We're both in our 50. We just turned, I just turned 50. He's 51. Mm -hmm. Um. And our fifties are the years to set ourselves up financially for our retirement 60s mm -hmm. kids mm -hmm. in university blah 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 and I'm just like you know it's it's like creating residual income it's you know like having um, um, investments things like that and I'm just like but I sometimes I think that I'm too much like my dad and he did properties too, but I've always wanted to do properties. Even when I was 20, like I wanted to figure out how I can buy. I had an income property, but we had to sell it to buy this house, like with my first husband. Um, and, uh, you know, I wasn't smart enough to keep, and we had bad tenants and anyways, it was just one of those things um, that we had to let go of. But uh, yeah. I had to set myself up. Like that's good. Well, you're in the mastermind again, and I'm that. That's a great place to start strategizing a, a plan for that. Yeah, there's some ladies in there who are Canadian and real estate investors. That's great. so. Yeah, so I, I was thinking of, and they're in my group. You're not in there this year, this time. No, no I'm not. No. Yeah, I couldn't dealt with working. I just I couldn't finish it up too much last time with work schedule and so um yeah and I got my now I know I got my strategy for my book launch and that sort of thing so you know it's and it's working so I've just got to devote my time to that oh yeah because now you've got this to really like put out to the universe and yes. hopefully this this podcast will help you know people go to go in uh, and get themselves one because I'm sure there's a lot of um, you know, you don't have to be a woman to be stuck in yep. your stuff. So why don't you talk a little bit more about your book? Like what's in your book? Who is it for? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just some of the chapters, cause I, you know, I went through the, the intro and between you and your sister, mm -hmm. how nice she was to you yeah. <laughs> or not nice, not nice. I don't think I can't believe your sister would do. I, I, I have three. I have two oh, sisters. That was so. my entire life. My whole entire family did that to me all the time. And then in, in the book, she's talking about Sylvie's talking about the fact that um, at one, I was like a 12, 13 years old or something like that. And we're going down the hallway and her friend was with her. And um, my sister called me ugly for the zillionth time. And her friend, Sharon said, turns around, she goes, 
I don't know why you guys keep doing that to her, saying that to her. She's not. And I still remember the feeling. I just froze because my entire life I was told I was ugly. I as the, what came out of all my siblings' mouth all the time. And my mom never stopped it. And um, and then it came, then that later on, they all got married. And I remember them talking that it was the ugly duckling that turned into the ugly swan. And I was 17, 18 years old. So, you know, and that it was constant. It was constant that, wow. that name calling. And, and, and so it was, it was pretty brutal. <laughs> Do you think you're just so beautiful that they were so jealous of you? No, I'm not, but that was, oh, um, come on. I just, you know, well, it, I think it got me not tied up into the looks type thing. You know, after my sister Sharon told me I wasn't ugly when I was 12, 13, I was like, oh. Hey, 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 let's take a mini break because I have to tell you about this unique online cycling coaching program that's going to blow your mind. This is your fast and easy way to become a better and stronger cyclist by joining an online 16-week cycling training program geared towards improving cycling skills. My name is Sylvie Dao, your podcast host and Level 3 National Cycling Performance Coach. I have been coaching this unique 16-week program every winter since 2006. Why did I create this unique 16-week program? Winters were harsh and still are here in the region. No one likes or liked to work out alone in their basements until the world of online cycling really took off last year during COVID, which has been a game changer for cyclists worldwide. So why would you sign up to a 16-week online road cycling training skills program when you could be riding inside? Well, here's the thing. There's this little known thing called the four key pedal strokes. Hardly anyone is talking about, but when you learn and use them, you will see a huge difference in your cycling performance, not to mention impressing your friends and yourself. First, why are you training on a trainer this winter anyways? What are your goals? Do you want to get faster? Could it be moving from 18 kilometers an hour to 20 kilometers an hour? Do you want to win that sprint? Are you looking to get stronger on the hills? Do you want to now be the first to the top, not the last? Is it your endurance base building? Do you want to move into a faster ride group? Or maybe you're looking at getting into racing. Whatever the goals, they require specific skills that need to be taught and practiced in order to improve. I've coached over 500 cyclists in this program with a reported 5 to 20% increase in cycling fitness over the 16 weeks. Here are a couple of reasons that this program might be for you. You're still frustrated with climbing hills and keeping up with the pack. You like structure and scheduled training sessions. You like to train in your cycling zones. Your heart rate is all over the place. Possibly you want to optimize gear changing and learn a little bit more about that to become more efficient. You would like coaching feedback on technique and form. Joining a cycling skills program like the 16 week program can provide more benefits that will help drastically improve your cycling fitness through focused training in your heart rate zones, hill climbing, speed, endurance, while building up fitness through the 16 weeks 
a periodized winter and strength training program. Go to 16wkroadcycling.ca. That's 16wkroadcycling.ca for all the details and to join today. The program starts in December. Now, back to our episode. You know, I, I don't need to give up. You know, because at the time, I never brushed I never took a bath. I never washed my hair. I could care less what I wore. You know, whatever, you know, satisfied. And so then I started paying attention because I started, like, caring that about myself. Again, you know, it's like, oh, I, I'm not a hopeless case, you know? And it's like, but, you know, oh, and then, wow. yeah, it, it was the, and so, you know, um, it's interesting and it's like, I never got to be the person where I was caught up in my looks or anything. Like I have fun with fashion now and I have fun. I I'm not high maintenance. And then I spend hours looking in the mirror to do my makeup and stuff, but you got great I, makeup, by the way. Huh? I say you got great makeup, by the way. Thank I'm just you. saying. <laughs> 15 minutes, bam. I but, know. Eh? It's all it takes. Yes. Yes. But it just shifted me from feeling hopeless and feeling beaten up all the time to like, oh, somebody, somebody gave me a compliment. Somebody gave me a kind word. And I just, it just shifted me to like, I wasn't hopeless. So that was really interesting um, pivot in my life. Uh, imagine if that didn't happen. Yeah, really. I know. <laughs> I know. I just, you know, didn't think I was worthy, you know, so it was. And so I, it's an interesting, um, you know, how that journey, it took a while for me to start caring about myself, the self-confidence, because I was also just so super shy. Somebody said something to me, I wouldn't respond back. I would just like, are you talking to me? You know, it's like, <laughs> I have no idea what to say. I had absolutely no confidence whatsoever and um, totally insecure. And I got confidence, I think, as I got older and when I became a single mom and, you know, and how did you be, so was your marriage kind of, was it, um, um, organized or no. through the religion? Yeah. No, it's not. No, they don't do that. They don't do the matchmaking stuff, but, um, it was just that he was uh, in the religion and I was in the religion we met. We were both like the only single people in the whole, you know, a congregation. And so it's like, hey, this is me. We got married a month later. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so um, not a recipe for a successful marriage. But we were married <laughs> for 11 years, four children. Oh. And um, it was a very toxic marriage. Uh, very just, I was just alone most of the time, just raising the kids by myself. And he was obviously not ready to get married. <laughs> and it was, yeah. I was very lonely and very, um, I had, you know, a couple of kids that were very precocious. And I remember him one day he was home and I just begged him to stay home. Like, can you just stay home and be with the family? And it's like, this is really tough there. You know, it's a lot of work. And he's like, and this one that, you know, is just really challenging me. I just don't know what to do. It, it's just all day. He goes, you need to toughen up. And it's like, oh yeah, I do need to toughen up. You know, it wasn't, I didn't stand up for myself. And say, I want a divorce. Yeah, Thanks. I did say that. And I didn't say, hey, <laughs> asshole, you need to stay home and help with the kids. No, it was like, yeah, I do need to toughen up a little bit and get, you know, so. <laughs> like took your advice. I don't want to be with you anymore. Bye. Yeah. So it was, 
it finally dawned on to me after you know chasing him and knowing the marriage was just like I was done and then we'd go back to him done I would go back to him um, and then I was like you know what am I doing I'm stop I just had stop all of a sudden I go I'm dragging my kids around chasing this guy that doesn't want to be married that doesn't want the family that he's got problems and I can't fix it for him you know and right. I just had to just like I have to stop and just fix myself and my family and my kids and this is not good and I did that's what I did and that was a pivot for my life I don't know where I got the courage or the strength from um but it happened and I'm so grateful that I finally realized that I had to take care of myself and my family it comes at different times does it I had a couple pivots like that with toxic boyfriends it's just like yeah just gotta leave now yeah. mom help me yeah <laughs> you know load up my stuff and leave yeah. I yeah. at that point yeah I had nothing I had I had a carload of stuff and you know the kids all their favorite toys clothes I had twenty dollars um you know I then I got on the welfare system and this story is like how I got the name busting through it kind of mm-hmm. came to me is the fact that we got settled into this back here in my hometown, Port Orchard, and the kids and I, you know, after moving so much, we moved into this wonky rental my grandfather found for me. Mold was growing on the walls. I had to wipe the mold off every single day. It just kept growing back. And, and, but we got into a schedule, we got into a routine, we were happy. And so I called the welfare office and I'm like, Hey, you know, I am ready to go to work, you know, and it's like, what program do you have to help me, you know, get mm-hmm. a job and to help me with the childcare and all that kind of stuff. And they're like, Hey, you know, uh, do you, do you have a, 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 a education? It's like, no, I don't just high school. And do you have something to watch the kids? No, I don't. And they're like, you are where you need to be. You're on welfare. This is, you know, this is what it's for. Click. I, I, I read that. I was like, yes. oh my God, are you yes. kidding me? Yes. Wow. Yeah. And I, I just remember feeling so blown away. It's like, I was like, but I know this isn't where I want to be. This is not where I want to be. This is not the message I want for my children. This is not my vision for my life with my kids. And, um, you know, and during that time also, that is really when I was like journaling my like crazy, you know, getting rid of all the old stories from my, with my ex-husband, finding myself what I really wanted. Cause I never really, after leaving the religion, I never connected again, spiritually with anything. I never, I was just, you know, in, in just life managing me instead of me managing my life, you know, I was just in the whirlwind. And so I just, at that time, I just really got clarity on what I wanted from life. Who was Denise? And being a better mom, being, you know, getting our, our act together for organizing my life and, um, and pivoting out of that situation in which I, I finally did. Yeah. Did you have to call back and get somebody else on the phone? No. Well, what <laughs> happened is um, I got a went, I, my aunt at that time, she was so cool. She got me a subscription to the newspaper. She was an avid newspaper reader. And I was like, 
gee, thanks. You know, where's the time I'm going to get to do a crossword puzzle, you know, with four kids and stuff or read a newspaper. But I did. And one time there was in the newspaper, this big excerpt about the local college was doing a women transition program every single Saturday. And um, you had to be a person, a woman in need. And they took, you put the kids in their daycare for the day and you spent all day Saturday, you know, building a resume, building confidence, connecting with the other women. They'd help you get a grant to go back to school. And just, it was just loaded with amazing stuff. And what was the best thing for my takeaway was the collaboration with other women. And there was other women that were welfare mothers like me, but there were some women that were just like really some sad situations, you know, being abused, they're in hiding, they're hiding from their abusive husband and hiding their kids and just trying to be, you know, on the down low because they, you know, their life was, you know, just going from place to place as a finder and, and take her back and abuser. And there were several women like that. So we were just there as a support group. And that is where in my book, when I did my book, I really wanted to create that same thing as a collaboration and a support group. So that is why when you um, get my book, I have a private Facebook group for you as a reader to join and it's closed down so the outside can't see us. And we're there to support each other and collaborate and share our wins. And I jump in with more journaling prompts and videos to further help you grow and us to talk and that sort of thing together. Cause I wanted to create that support there for my readers. Where did you add that Denise? Is it in here it's, in your book? Um, in, I think my bio at the very back, I put it in there and then I put it on social mm -hmm. media. Where did I put that? I know, well, I had it in here a lot. And then my editor said, you have it in here too much. You need to take it out. Um, Oh, yeah. It's, See, it's, you should have put it in more because, okay, I got your bio. It's in my bio. Yeah. Wine loving women. Ah. Yeah, that's my wine blog. That's what started me on my writing journey. Oh my gosh. It's like my friend and I love wine and we're in the northwest here there's like a thousand wineries at the time is that maybe. napa is that close in napa valley or no is it, we're no. up north in washington yeah there's washington oregon and california we're all like a wine oh region. okay 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 and um and we have so many amazing wineries here and we were tasting and wine tasting and she's like we need to write a wine blog and i'm like <laughs> I'm not a writer. I flunked English and grammar in school. You know, I was like, that I'd be like not... concerned too. Yeah. <laughs> but some people don't care. I you mean, know, like... <laughs> oh my gosh. But, you know, I, uh, but we were passionate about it. And so I was like, let's do it. You know, that's okay. Okay. I jumped in. I jumped in. I took some action. It's like, let's do something different. And found out I loved it. I absolutely loved the creative process. I loved, you know, because we're passionate about it to keep telling the story of what our journey was and discovering one and educating people on wineries, some small wineries and things like that. So that started that. And then um, five years ago, I was in a spin cycling class and there was the door right open to the going out to the gym right in front of the bikes at the front of the class. I was in the front row and here's this door. Well, I'm riding along and all of a sudden a dust bunny comes rolling in on the floor, this big ball of dust, dust. bunny. Yeah. A big <laughs> ball of dust and yeah. it rolls in and it stops right in front of me, stops and it turns around and it goes back out the door. 
I started laughing. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. I want to write a children's story around that. And I did. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, I did. It's called The Adventures of Death Bunny. And so I did. I got an illustrator. I did this story. I just came, this story just came to me and I just self-published on Amazon, but I didn't have any plan for marketing it. I just, okay, I had this idea. And nice I to be to a mom's it. book too, because like those dust bunny, <laughs> like taking over the house. I know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, so that was how I started writing. So yeah, it was just how it evolved. <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny okay so how do i find your facebook page is it in your website um you do have to do no you have to email me at pr at denisewester.com and put oh, okay. with you and your book you know so i'll just send and then i send you an invite so i can now your reader i'll send you a personal invite and so you can join oh with okay okay it's that personalized yes. yeah 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 you have to have an invite oh <laughs> I want people to feel, feel comfortable sharing knowing that it's not going out for others to see and that sort mm-hmm. of thing yeah yeah i know and um so so tell us about we, we got totally off topic because i was like tell us about who the book is for because maybe yeah. you got a little bit I think we got totally off, off that. yes <laughs> thank you well the book like I said kind of back it's like it's the person that is um maybe lost themselves or has a story that keeps going around in their head that they just are keeps holding them back and you have a, a little voice inside of you that tells you you want to do something but you keep it down there and you don't get life to it and you really don't acknowledge it you think that no that's silly you know somebody's gonna laugh at me or whatever so I I want people to start discovering their passion and that will lead to their finding their purpose and to help them start loving themselves exploring the old stories and the words that you keep telling yourself in your head that are holding you back and then getting some tools and principles in your day to methods as I call in the book to help you grow and that sort of thing. And some little tips, I get some tips for getting through some of the things that are bogging you down in your life and, and to um, add, you know, um, action to your day. And like we said, getting moving is one of my uh, methods. You need to be moving. You need to be meditating affirmations to help you reframe those old stories and being present, being present with others and um, like that one yes being present with others and listening Mm -hmm. instead of always thinking what you're going to do next and especially being present with yourself listening to what your body is telling you you need what your mind is telling you you need and your heart's telling you you need yeah and then last of all g is for um, gratitude always be in a state and looking for things to be grateful for always and just like you know I said in that story you know I did that women's um, collab um, collaboration women transition and it made me grateful you know that I was in a situation where my ex-husband wasn't in our life anymore at all and making me afraid and being in fear and I saw these women that were afraid and in fear for their children and that made me so so um heartfelt supportive of them and then so grateful that my situation in my life wasn't so bad after all you know so yeah you're like 
Mm, I'm so glad that he just left. Or just, yeah. <laughs> just how did the kids? Uh, like, I have I have so many questions for you. How did your kids deal with that? Are, are they still dealing with that? Um, they're great. My kids, they're all just. I have five kids now. I got remarried, and I had a fifth child, so I have five kids, and they're all married. They have great significant others. And I have seven grandchildren. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yes. And the kids at the time, I remember we talked when the kid book came out and um, they don't remember too much of it. They just remember they had a lot of schools. (laughs) I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, it's like, yeah, my oldest daughter, she remembers a little bit more than my, at the time, my fourth kid, the son, he was only two and he doesn't remember too much. Um, But um, you know, there's things that I'm learning now because they both the youngest two that were of the four that was moving around both had speech issues and that sort of thing and then learning that at the time um that could have been because of the stress of what was they were going through they were so little and so now I know that um and but I was great I was able to get them into speech therapy young through head start program and um and help that but then that something that I thought was probably a factor that happened but um the kids are amazing and the kids are smart and they've picked amazing mates and uh good because usually yeah that's one of the um the the traits that kind of follow and I know for me like Mm -hmm. with my upbringing it it led into a couple well, couple, quite a few poor selections of partners and mm-hmm. one, one marriage and, and, uh, you know, just learning about myself as I went and, uh, and then picking the right partner. Finally. Exactly. Yes. That can have <laughs> a, you know, this is the, what, and that's the reason why I finally, it's like, I, that was one of the reasons in when I was selecting and dating again, I was like, I want a good male role model. I want somebody that treated me respectfully and that allowed me to be me, didn't try to change me or put me down and, or um, make me feel inadequate, you know, um, or feel like I never did enough. Cause I mean, I had that with religion. I never felt like I did it right or enough and you never measured up. And I felt that way with my marriage too. But then when I, I got remarried, um, I found a really nice guy and, um, he married me with four children, you know, which he got so much shit for this guy's just like, um, run, run, you know, he's like, you no, want I'm more awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, I want a family. So, so yeah, so that is really what's my concern is like, I don't want that to be kind of marriage that I had to be what the kids think marriage should be you know exactly. yeah yeah you don't want them to go through the same cycle that you did yeah, exactly keep it going right yeah so I have a question for you when you meditate mm-hmm. what do you do for meditation this is always the big question because when I mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody has an idea of what meditation mm-hmm. looks like based on what you hear Mm -hmm. but I've also heard that it's very different for uh, like everybody does it differently and what do you do question great question because it is everybody thinks I have to take an hour 
sit cross-legged and own. Yeah. You know what that's I what mean? I did. I started that five minutes. I couldn't, I, I'm right? just like, I don't know. I don't know about this. How do I clear all these be thoughts doing out of my head? How It's not possible to clear all those thoughts out of our head. We have like over 6,000 thoughts going on in our brain. Yeah. So what I do is I, on my phone, I have the app, the insight timer. And oh, 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 hold on. Everybody write that down. Insight. Timer. It's, in... it's insight timer. And I think there's other ones that are free too. It's free. It's called calm or insight timer. And I also just joined Beachbody and they have a whole meditation section. I haven't looked at that yet, um, but I'm excited about that. And, you know, just start diving into there and listening to different things. You can just put in the search. What do I need today? Um, I want affirmations and it will be that, or I want sleep. Oh. If you want to do a nighttime one and you put in sleep, there's zillions of sleep ones. Um, and I just start listening to their voice. And, and then if it irritates me, I'm like, okay, I don't want to, I make no name of that person. If it's somebody's <laughs> voice I like, then I save them as a teacher. And then you can just look at all their stuff. If their voice is nice. Um, and I really find that I resonate towards the accents because it just calms me down. I don't know why, but which one Australian, British, British. Yeah. UK. <laughs> and just like, Oh, I've just gone to my happy place. It just, I'm just falling in love. I don't even know yeah. what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> but I did follow the teachers. And then um, I will do, you know, for before work, I only have like about 15 minutes. I make, I get up a little bit early to make sure I have at least 15 minutes to meditate. So I do that every single morning. And I love the guided meditation with background music in the app you can select that what kind of meditation how much time they have a little filter and the app is free it. and it's free and you want you know i like having background music because it kind of sets the mood 15 minutes and then you can get some guided meditations come up and you're like i'll just scroll through and it's like oh you know, um, I need confidence today, or I feel like I'm going to work. I know it's, it was so stressful yesterday. Um, I'll listen to some of those in the middle of the day and I'll just go out to my car. Sometimes it's like your little five minute ones to kind of just reset, you know what I mean? You when, just, you just sit and just enjoy, like this, just listen to the, um, the teacher on the app and they'll usually do first, you know, starts doing some breathing, and then they will start with whatever their uh, focus is, you know, breathing and doing a little body scan to start paying attention to where you're holding some energy. And then they'll give you, they'll walk you through, you know, some mental prompts to where they want you to focus. If you want to start focus on some affirmations or start focusing just on your breath. And so it's a great way to meditate because you're being guided. And I like it's that. Such, I don't yeah. like having to figure things out like that. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I do just put on, there's music there too. If you do just want, I don't want anybody talking into my ears. I have too many people talking in my ears, you right. just put your headphones on and they have some music and you can just listen to music for five, 10, 15, whatever, two minutes, whatever take, like I say in my book, just take three minutes. It's the length of a song and just close your eyes and breathe and, and notice your thoughts. Sometimes your thoughts are just replaying old stories, you know, just start noticing at first, why I'm, I notice I'm just replaying old stories or noticing if you're going down your to-do list for the day or noticing if you're trying to anticipate the future, 
oh, I need, you know, this is going to happen and this, you're going to get all these scenarios going in your head. I love that exercise because you start feeling like, why am I trying to control all these situations, you know, that are going Oh, on? I do that. Not yeah. situations. It's conversations mm -hmm. that I run through my head yes. that, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. But and it's really interesting exercise because you're like, start noticing why am I doing that? Why am I replaying conversations? Why am I anticipating conversations or, you know, it's getting all upset about this conversation that, that hasn't, hasn't happened even yet. Happened yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's me. That's why I was just like, I just need something to Zen out. Mm -hmm. And the nice, the, the cool thing about it is that you're hearing things like that come out more and more in sports. Mm hmm like the younger and I was just thinking about that like meditating for sport for like um whether you're high level or you're just a recreational athlete is finding that time for yourself where you know we might think that or maybe being on our bike is kind of zen exactly I think it for me it totally is and that's what I kind of mentioned in my book it, there's other kind of meditation some people prayer is very meditative for them some people mm -hmm. like to walk and it's meta very meditative and I highly recommend like I mentioned in my book take a walk and do not take your phone keep it in your pocket I see so many people walking and texting walking and talking and you know if I know you've sometimes been like it if you want to catch up that's your time to catch up with your friend great but allow time to catch up for yourself and just put all the gadgets away and just pay attention to what's going on in your heart and your mind and what's going on around you in nature. And that can be therapeutic. And like I said, the bike ride to me is so therapeutic. And that is kind of a meditation, you know, because you're just in the zone. Yeah, I love that. So that app you're talking about, the Insight Timer. Mm -hmm. The insight timer. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. download that. You said it's free and you yes. get all of that for yeah, free. True. You can join a, um, you can join you can. it too. They <laughs> ask you and then they open up more things for you. Mm -hmm. And it's neat because teachers on there will have courses. There's some free courses and then there you can pay for courses. If there's something on there, it's really cool. Cause then all these people, if there's something you really want to work on, there's a course or, um, you know, and so it's, it's great. I highly recommend it for morning to set off the tone of your day. And if you have a stressful day, take in a little moment just to put yourself in the corner with some earbuds and just do a little five minute. And especially if you have problems sleeping, it's so great. There's a lot of sleep countdowns in there and just get, I rid don't, of, yeah, yeah. Getting rid of the, all those thoughts from the day and just resetting and relaxing yourself for the day, for the evening. Yeah. Sleep. Yeah. Usually reading does that for me, like something else. Yes. So I have to concentrate and it kind of like drain, like drains everything. Cause if sometimes you sit there, you're like, I'm never going to go to sleep. I better read something. And then yeah. I'm like, mm. yeah, <laughs> it wasn't your book though. Yeah. <laughs> it was those longer, bigger books, <laughs> smaller letters, tighter sentences. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, deep, sure far away I'll fall asleep quickly right but, yeah so I just want to we'll bring it to an end but like I know we could talk forever yes, again, awesome. yes. like, there's so but much. I just want there's so much yeah. yeah 
um, you're a cyclist, mom, not even if you know, like, okay, I have to say it, but Christmas gift, because this is coming out before Christmas, looking for something that's really thoughtful. Um, I know anybody who gets this book will really enjoy it. Um, like I said, I don't know, the book itself is just nice. Oh, thank um, you. And yeah, no, like I was saying, a like great a great way to start your new year out, get that for yes. Christmas and start your year out, start planning your 2022. Yeah. I, know, I see. I was starting to write in here. Um, so yeah. So like I said, at each chapter, there's like three to four little bullet points, making you think, asking questions, and there's lots of place to write in the back. And this might be a great uh, between Christmas and New Year's time to put all that stuff down, get it all out, figure it out, start in the new year fresh. Yes. Um, so Denise, um, thank you thank so you. much. Too thank bad you, you so weren't much. closer. I know. Have I, would to come love visit. To, I would love to take I'm, some of your, I watch your videos on your skills classes when you go out and I was like, oh, that is so awesome. I would love to ride with you. <laughs> oh, well, hey, so for actually flying to Victoria tomorrow. Oh, nice. For five days with my hubby. Beautiful. We were able to get away for a little datecation. Nice. Victoria is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping it's not going to be a windy, rainy. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you the rain is starting tomorrow. Yeah. We've got a week of rain. Yeah. I know. I'm flying, I know, to, Palm. I'm flying to Palm Springs. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> I will bring my rubber boots and yeah. Gore-Tex and hang but out. The, the leaf color is gorgeous. You'll be, you'll be enjoying it because the leaf colors are changing here and they're just some oranges and reds and yellows. It's absolutely. Oh, gorgeous. good. Cause ours just dropped to the ground okay. over here. So you're All right. Well, thank you so much, Denise. Thank, thank you, you to our listeners for tuning in. I hope you got some great little nuggets and some ideas and um, just enjoy, enjoy the conversation. And like I said, I will be putting all the links to find Denise in the show notes and um, also the link to her book for Amazon. Um, so please share this with somebody who you know that would enjoy or maybe would benefit from this conversation and um, and uh, you know the our enlightened conversation. Yeah. So with that, thanks so much, Denise. Have an amazing day, and have a great vacation for yourself. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you too. Thanks. Oh, don't forget to follow us on social media. Yes. Like As and share. You. Like and share. Like and share. Like and share. <laughs> and comment. We want to hear from you. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast, learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review, if you feel so moved, by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment, telling me what you think, and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, 
Have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.